0: Hey there, this is Bevin Caramello, and you are listening to your weekly Skinny with Jesus. Today is January 31st, 2017. I am so very glad to have you on this call today. We are nearing the end of a series that we've been in for a few weeks now called Women of Influence, and we uh, have been looking at different women of the Bible and some of the defining moments, if you will, um, of their lives. So today, we are going to be talking about a woman named Miriam, okay? And she was the sister of Moses, the same sister who put baby Moses in a waterproof basket, as you guys might remember, um, as an infant and, and placed him on the Nile, hoping that his life would be spared, okay? This was during a time when Pharaoh in Egypt was having all of the male Israelite baby boys killed. So, right there in history enters Miriam, okay, a young girl. She was brave. She was smart. She was protective of this baby brother, and she was strong. Uh, Moses was, of course, found by none other than Pharaoh's daughter, who was down by the, uh, the banks of the river bathing. And he was ultimately uh, brought up in Pharaoh's household, and he was raised by this daughter, Okay, so fast forward with me through the beginning of the book of Exodus, okay? Uh, Moses is is much older now, okay? And uh, we're going to get to the part of Miriam's story about 80 years later, okay? Because we know around the time of Exodus when the Israelites left Egypt that Moses was about 80 years old. Okay, so that's kind of the part of the the story that we're going to be focusing on today for Miriam, okay, is right after they left Egypt, which honestly, it kind of stinks for her (laughs) because um, this part that we're talking about today is, it's really not her best moment, (laughs) but that is where we are today, okay, women of influence for better or worse, and unfortunately today with Miriam, it's kind of an example of not to do the type of influence that we don't want to have that we don't want to be okay so Moses has led the Israelites out of Egypt and God parted the Red Sea for them okay and and then brought it crashing down on Pharaoh's army okay so turn with me to Exodus chapter 12 and pick it up with me in verse 1 says Miriam and Aaron began to talk against Moses because of his Cushite wife, for he had married a Cushite. Okay, stop there for a minute. Okay, Moses had led over 600,000 men, plus all their women and children to safety. Okay, so it's roughly over 2 million people. It's pretty safe to say that God's hand was on him and that he was doing a great job. I mean, he's led 2 million people across the Red Sea. um, He's doing what God has ordained for him to do. Miriam, however, has decided she's got a few bones to pick with his wife. Okay? So we never find out exactly why, um, but she's she's stirring up trouble with her brothers um, in this part of the story with Moses and her other brother Aaron. Okay? So look with me at verse 2. Has the Lord spoken only through Moses? Okay, so let's read one and two together. Miriam and Aaron began to talk against Moses because of his Cushite wife, for he had married a Cushite. Has the Lord spoken only through Moses, she asked. Hasn't he also spoken through us? Okay, so as you can picture it, these three are in a tent by themselves, and, and they're grumbling. And Miriam and Aaron are kind of teaming up against Moses. And Here, I think, is is right where we see Miriam's true colors at this point in the story. She's jealous, right? She and Aaron have helped Moses along the way, but he is the one whom God has chosen to lead the people. So when she can't find anything wrong with his leadership, she, she turns on his wife. So it's not exactly the kind of influence I want to be remembered for. Okay, Miriam was a born leader, and she no doubt had a love for the Lord. Um, Exodus 15:20 tells us that she grabbed the tambourine after they made it across the Red Sea on dry ground, and, and then she began to lead the other women dancing and singing to the Lord. Um, Micah 6, 4 tells us God sent Moses, Aaron, and Miriam to lead his people um, out of their slavery in Egypt. So she was definitely called by God, but she wasn't called to be number one, okay? God called Moses for that. But here, as Miriam is blinded by her jealousy of her brother, she lashes out at her brother and begins to criticize his wife. Well, God's not having it. Okay. And she ended up with leprosy for seven days as a punishment. And that's <laughs> that's a doozy, right? Yeah. Um, but God did right then, boom, just snapped it down. And she was, so she was as white as snow. So she um, ends up with leprosy as a punishment for her lack of respect for God and for his divine authority in choosing Moses to lead his people. I mean, ultimately, that's what she, what she did, right? Her grumbling against Moses, deep deep at the heart of it, shows a lack of faith or a lack of trust in God and the lack of faith in the one God has placed in leadership over her. So here we are. Okay, what, what is our takeaway from this story? this woman of influence, right? What do we do with it? So how, how should this change us after reading this story and hearing a little bit about the way Miriam handled the situation? So for me, this story really caused me to stop and think about those that I have been critical of in the past. First, it tells me that I need to be very careful of the criticism I place on those God has called to lead me. You know, whether it's parents or a boss or maybe it's um, teachers or your pastor or the government that's been placed over us. Second, and maybe most importantly, the question that this story I ask myself is, what does my criticism of others say about my motive? Why am I being critical of them? Am I jealous, angry, bitter? Is there unforgiveness in my heart? You know, oftentimes it's the motive behind our criticism that actually needs to be dealt with. Rather than the criticism itself. And unfortunately, for Miriam, this is pretty messed up. Uh,
1: we know that Moses
0: pleaded with God to heal her from the leprosy. And then, in his mercy and goodness, God did it. He healed her. But ultimately, this is how she is to be remembered. Um, the, the next we hear of Miriam, um, is of her death in Numbers, I think it's chapter 20. And and it's pretty vague when we find out that she died and that she was buried. Um, so because of how she chose to use the influential leadership position God had granted her, I mean, she chose to use it to grumble against her sister-in-law, and then she allowed some jealousy in her heart to go unchecked and therefore unhealed by God, I mean, so because of that, this is ultimately how we remember her. So my question for us today is this. Actually, I have three of them. Number one, what leadership position has God given you or given me? What leadership position has God given you? And how are you serving him with it? Think about it for a minute. What leadership position has God given you? Maybe you serve on the PTA. Maybe you're the head of the PTA. As a as a parent, as a mother or a father, um, you're leading your children. As a as a father, you should be leading your entire household. Maybe it's as a teacher of a classroom or a, a coach. of of your kid's soccer team. Maybe it's uh, your team, you're a team leader at work or you're a, a team leader within Rodan Fields. Maybe you're somebody's boss. What leadership position has God given you and how are you using it to serve him? Okay, number two, am I being critical of someone God is asking me to submit to? It's a tough one, right? Yuck. Submit. They should call that the S word. (laughs) Am I being critical of someone God is asking me to submit to? Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's your boss. Number three, what am I allowing to go unchecked in my own heart? And what needs surrendering in me so God can change it. I have to wonder if Miriam had confessed her jealousy and her resentment before it got to that point, how her story might look differently at this point, how God may have healed it if she had just confessed it and allowed him to take it from her. So what am I allowing to go unchecked in my own heart? And what needs surrendering in me so God can change it? Okay, will you pray with me? Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this time together today. We thank you, Lord, for Miriam and her example in the Bible and and just what it teaches us about what... um, Emotions that are not surrendered to you can do to our lives and the lives of others around us. Father, I just pray that you would uh, reveal to each of us where you've placed us strategically so that we can lead with purpose for you, Lord. What is it that you would have us do? Show us how you would have us lead so that we can lead well and be shining lights for you, Father. I pray that you would be with us throughout this week, that you would watch over us and protect us. I pray that you would bless each person on this call abundantly, Father God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, guys, that's it for today. Thanks for being with us. I'll see you back here next week, Tuesday at 2, for your Weekly Skinny with Jesus. Don't forget to add yourself to the Weekly Skinny Facebook page. If you're not a member there already, all are welcome. All you've got to do is uh, go to Facebook and search Weekly Skinny and then add yourself there. All right. Until next week, may God bless you and yours. Have a great week. Bye now.